Welcome in everyone to our GSP Ace of the Day presented by DraftKings. It was a good Wednesday. For our picks, we went two for two on the day. Christian Guerin at minus 175. We took him over Yannick Hanifman. We said if Christian Guerin's going to be the contender, we think he can be at the French Open. This is a match he has to win. He ended up doing just that. He gets a straight set victory. $8 bet on him yielded us 464 in return. Of course, we also hit on a little RBA Sabalan. Parlay, both of those players barely getting over the hump in three sets, but nevertheless, a victory is a victory. We had minus 122 odds on that, five to win, 414. In total, we won about a unit on the day, $10. And of course, we are just trying to build equity as we head towards the year third and final Grand Slam event, the French Open. Speaking of the French Open, we did not make any of these our aces of the day. Simply put, there are just too many qualifying matches. And I started to think, okay, which ones do I am I most confident in? Which ones am I not most confident in? I would lose my mind. These Great Shot 8 podcast aces of the day would end up being 45, 50, an hour long. And we obviously want you to get the information you're looking for. We want you to be able to hear your picks, a little bit of information going into those picks. Uh, we don't want to just start going match by match, dragging on and on the and on. However, if you do want to see my picks for each and every match, the matches I am most confident in, of course, there's always a wide variety of events happening across the tennis world, whether it be ITF events, challengers going on this week. I believe we have two of them. Honestly, there are still exos going on as well. So if you want to see my pick for the full slate of Thursday's matches or just everyday matches in general, be sure to go to our website, crackrackets.com. I don't pick every match in the tennis world. I only make selections on the ones I'm feeling somewhat confident in, the ones I have some degree of of knowledge on. And so, uh, you know, it's not every match, but it is a lot of them. You could find those picks again on the website, crackrackets.com. Feels worth noting yesterday. I said, I thought it was going to be a really weird day of men's qualifying results. I had 12 different underdogs, according to the odds that I thought would advance. Now, not all 12 of them did, but nine of them did. And that's pretty funky. And so if you were taking advantage of the action with our friends on DraftKings, you maybe put a little bit of money in your pocket. Of course, if for some reason you are not taking advantage of DraftKings limited time offer for you Crack Rackets fans, Go do that right away. In fact, I'll give you a quick tutorial of how you can so that as soon as you put this podcast down or as soon as you, I suppose, hit that pause button, you go, you know, maybe you're done in the bathroom, maybe you've bought your groceries or you're at the checkout counter, you have to take the headphones out for a second as the lady says, hey, would you like to pay cash? Would you like to play credit? Are you someone who's a plastic bag, a paper bag? Do you bring your own bags? There is nothing wrong with BYOBing at the grocery store. Nevertheless, uh, I want you to be able to hear this podcast Go directly to DraftKings website, make your picks, take advantage of their offer. Here's how it works. You go to DraftKings Sportsbook account and make a deposit. From there, DraftKings will match your first deposit at 20% up to $500. You're going to want to make your first bet once everything's set up. And know that DraftKings will also match that with a risk-free first bet up to $500. Just go to dkng.co slash cracked open to play. That's dkng.co slash cracked open. 
open. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, or 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. You must be 21 years and older or in a participating state to take advantage of this limited time offer. Deposit bonus is in DK dollars, which have no cash value and must be used on DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details. All right. Again, we talked a little bit about it. Roland Garros qualifying, rolling on action on the WTA and ATP levels in Hamburg and Strasbourg. Challengers, uh, we've also got futures events going on. What did you come here to hear? My picks for Thursday's matches. So with that in mind, let's get to our selections. And of course, I always like to stay in or start in the stay away counter because there are a lot of fun matches from a viewing perspective, but just because they're fun does not mean we have a grip on them, does not mean we are ready to get in on the action. Case in point, some of the matches that jump out, almost all of the doubles action in Kitzbühel, in um, uh, our friends in Strasbourg as well, because, you know, quietly, if you've been reading along, you go and look at the picks, teams like Carter Stefani, teams like Melikar Shores, teams like Aliyama and Shibahara, uh, we've been riding them all week long to various degrees. I mean, obviously, quite a bit of success if you ended up executing those picks. Uh, and those are teams that have had success over the past three, four, five weeks even. Of course, on the men's side, that team of Piers and Venus, they're dangerous, a new couple. Uh, they take on Kubat and Mello. I want no part of that. You know, Roger and Takao versus Mahout and Martin. I don't want any part of that. In terms of matches on the challenger level, some really fun ones. You know, Lloyd Harris versus Salvatore Caruso. That's a great match. Serendolo, Jaziri, Hustler versus Borna Gojo, Klezar versus Pellegrino. All of those are really fun, but also stayaways for me. And then, you know, on the ITF level, Kipson versus Fanislau as a college tennis fan. That's right up my bandwagon. I'm going to be watching it. I am not going to be wagering on it. But some of my favorite matches, and you know, as we get later in the week, of course, there are fewer and fewer matches for us to discuss. Some of them, whether it's underdogs, whether it's just people I'm confident I think are going to win, uh, but the odds may be a little bit lopsided, and that's why we're not getting in on the action. Stefano Tsitsipas, minus 560 over Pablo Cuevas. Look, Tsitsipas is looking for confidence. That's why he played this week in Hamburg, got a really good win today over Dan Evans. He needs to follow that up with another big one over Cuevas. He's minus 560, so unless you're throwing him in a parlay, you're not going to get much value on him unless you take the spread or maybe the under in his games. I'm not going to do that today. Well, I will throw him in a funky parlay. We'll get there in the second. And I promise, folks, what I've learned about the parlays, don't throw away big wagers. If you're going to do a parlay, A, make the odds extraordinary. B, bet very, very small on it because most of the time you're just throwing away extra dollars there. And I'm done throwing away your extra dollars. But still, I like Tsitsipas over Cuevas. I like Elena Rybakina over uh, Shui Zhang. I just think Rybakina too big of weapons. Not sure how Zhang's going to hurt her on the clay. I like Garcia Perez, Krejcikova, Diego Montiero, uh, Jasper De Jong. Those are all players who have continued to look 
good. You know, Gianluigi Quincy was an underdog in his last two matches. He got victories for us, in or in his last match, excuse me, he brought us a victory on that occasion. Minus 160 over Christian Lindell. I am still a believer in Gianluigi Quincy. I'll go down with the ship. That's fine, folks. I like that match there. I like Olivieri, plus 130 over Ignatic. I like Yasiel O'Leal over Paulson, minus 150. Echeverry's been playing some great tennis, minus 165. Hertis minus 130. In terms of some doubles teams, I like as underdogs, Gorison and Hussler, plus 125 over Martinez and Reyes Varela. I also like Reese and Zelinsky, plus 170 over Begaman and Mergia. So, some dogs I like for you on the day. In terms of French Open qualifying, I am not nearly as confident in my selection today. In fact, I legitimately think I could be wrong about all eight men's winners. And you look at some of these matches, how they break down. I mean, they're all pickums, right? Like, you know, in terms of the guys I like, Dustin Brown, plus 105 against Lorenzo Giustino. That's really a pickum. You know, Emilio Gomez, Dimitri Popko, I think that's a pickum. I'll take Popko, but it's a pickum. Kakao versus Diaz, that's a pickum. Jung versus Vekic, pickum. Pullman's versus Brody, pickum. Now, you know, the match I probably have the most irrational confidence about, and we'll get to this in a little bit. I just think Ulysses Blanche is a top 100 player, and Pedro Martinez is about as tough of an out as you will find outside of the top 50 on clay right now. The guy has had so much success on the Challenger Tour in the build-up to this French Open beginning. In fact, you look for Pedro Martinez, what he's accomplished, uh, you know, in terms of the build-up here to this French Open, his results, because he has played a bunch of tennis and just the little things he has done. He went, you know, uh, and played, I believe, the challenger. I'm trying to figure out where exactly it was. I don't want to be wrong, but I believe he played, uh, or no, he played in Rome, made it through qualifying, lost a 4-4 four and four match to Denis Shapovalov. He uh, did play the challenger, I believe, in the Czech Republic. I want to say uh, he made a nice little run there. And look, he's just a guy who's a tough out on clay, but I, I'm sticking with the take. I'll go down with the ship. Ulysses Blanche plus 275. I just think this is a guy we're going to be seeing. I think clay is a surface he's sneaky good on, a comfortable mover, a great athlete that served that forehand, going to hit through every court. I like him as a winner. I like Benjamin Bonsai. And then I like Daniel Altmeyer in terms of my men's results tomorrow. Again, Brown, Popko, Kakao, Vukic, Pullmans, Blanche, Bonsai, Altmeyer. In case I read that too fast, just go check out our website, crackrackets.com, where you can see the full schmoor board of picks. In terms of the women's winners, there are a lot of matches. It's only day two of qualifying for the women, so I'm going to read through them quickly. I like Haas, Nara, Lee, Nicolescu, Irani, Kostyuk, Padaroka, uh, Buyakache, uh, Hogenkamp, Matinsova, Zivanareva, Muhammad Sharma, McNally, Galfi, Kung, Kochiaretto, Monet, Bara, Jorovic, Zarazua, Kalanina, and Ruse. Those would be my picks for French Open. Open qualifying. Now, with that in mind, let's get to what y'all came here for. Let's get to the bets I considered, and then we'll get to our picks for ace of the day. In terms of the action in Stras and Hamburg, respectively, you know, Jill Teichman has been a cracked rackets favorite really since she went on that incredible run to the top seed open final to kick things off in August. Didn't drop a set along the way. Of course, you look for her. That was her third WTA level final. She won two titles on clay last year. And you know, the top seed court's slow, high bouncing. So it almost felt like a clay surface. And 
I just think for Jill Teichman, yeah, she's got big backswing on the forehand, and her game can get, I don't know, maybe a little bit loopy would be the term I am looking for, and yet... I just think she's a tough out. I mean, you look at what she's done this week. Really impressive 2-3 and three win over Anisimova. Really impressive 6-5 and five win over Pavel Chankova. Those are two big hitters who can take advantage of the fact that sometimes Tiekman's ball sits a little bit short. Sometimes you get a clean look at it. And yet her movement on the court, her confidence on the surface, I think at plus 120 tomorrow against Alina Svitolina, that's an absolute battle. And folks, you know... I. I I'm not going to bet pick against a winner loser because Finalina is just such a tough out, but I think that's going to be a really good match. So I think that's one that could go the distance. I don't think it's going to surprise me at all if Te- if Teichman pulls off the upset. I just don't think Finalina's got the sort of weapons to overwhelm Teichman's ground strokes. I think she's going to have time to move the ball around the court, have opportunities to serve and volley, do the things she likes to do to keep her opponents off balance. I think it's a good matchup for her. And so again, that's a match in terms of over. Uh, we will get back to, folks, in terms of our aces of the day. Some of the other matches I like. Hatchinov over the deuce. This is, again, put up or shut up for Karen Hatchinov, and it seems like we've been saying that so much for him of late, but, you know, we've seen too many first or second round exits, and for him to survive that match against Struff, that was a big moment. And, he, you know, the deuce has been really good on clay. Finals of Monte Carlo last year. You look at what he's done in the immediate last week. Two really good wins uh, in Rome over Ray Jonic and Davidovich Fokina before bowing out to uh, Rafael Nadal, a three-set loss in Kitzbühel uh, to Yannick Hanifman, which of course we all know Yannick Hanifman playing so well ended up making the finals that week, so there's no shame in that loss. I do think this is going to be a battle, and that's why Lajovic is minus 105, Hatchinov minus 115. It's a pick and in terms of pick you know, I always like overs, and you look at some of the odds, over 21 and a half games, you're only getting minus 137 over over two and a half sets, you're only getting plus 135. That's low usually for those numbers. So I think DraftKings, our friends in Vegas, uh, expecting a long match as well. But this is a match Hatchinoff really should win. And it's a stay away from me because when I think someone should win, when I want someone to win to prove that they are going to be a top 15, top 10 threat moving forward, I just think Hatchinoff, his ceiling as a tennis player, excuse me, his floor, just so high. He's the definition of a modern player. I've talked about all of this before. So I'm not going to repeat it now. Uh, I just think this is a match he needs to win uh, to get some confidence, to prove to himself he can follow up a bad win with a good win, beat two high-level players in Struff and the Deuce back-to-back. But it's a stay away from me in terms of gambling because I do think the Deuce is that dangerous of an opponent on the dirt, particularly uh, when he's confident. Some other matches I like, you know, Umbert Vesely, a battle of big serving lefties. Umbert, if you want to be taken seriously, you want to join the conversation, not be considered in the Kesmenovich and the Davidovich Fokina, the Munar, you know, crew, but you want to start moving into the ranks of the the Hercotses, the Demon Hours, you know, the the top thirty players, the Fritzes, the Opelkas. Uh, not saying he doesn't belong in that conversation already, because honestly, given that he has an ATP title, he probably does. Uh, but this is a match he needs to win. This is a match he needs to follow up that win over Daniil Medvedev, in which he looked so impressive and beat a guy in Yuri Vesely, who's got a big serve, but. Physically, I just think Umbert matches up well with him. On this surface, give me Ugo Umbert minus 230. 
Not an ace of the day because I don't love that value, uh, but I think he should win that match. Ditto for Casper Ruud, who minus 215 over Fodnini. I know uh, Ruud's played a lot of matches of late, but for Fodnini, he just, Fodnini hasn't shown a level to match what Casper Ruud is able to do to a player physically just over the course of two hours on clay. So I think Casper Ruud should win that match. One other minor thing. Lorenzo Musetti, the young Italian who beat Nishikori Wawrinka last week, who beat Francis Tiafa already at the challenger level this week, uh, he's really incredible. He's going to be a guy we're talking about certainly over the next three years as one to watch out for. But I'm not ready to make him a minus 475 favorite over anyone yet. And that's what he enters tomorrow's match over Andrea Seppi. And just simply put, Andrea Seppi's a tough out. Like, that's just too high. And so Seppi plus 315, you see some value there for sure. I also just think, you know, Musetti right now, uh, or Seppi, you can get him a plus four and a half game spread. So, you know, Musetti would have to win better than 6-4-6-4 to cover that spread. They think in terms of you add the two sets up, you take the game to vision between the two players. Musetti is going to beat Seppi by more than four and a half games. I just don't think that's happening. And so plus four and a half for Seppi, minus 105. That, in my opinion, I think Musetti could very well win the match, but minus 475 is too high. Plus four and a half spread is too many games given to Seppi. I see some value there, but With that in mind, I'm staying away from that because I'm not going to doubt the young Italian. He's earned that benefit of the doubt. Let's get to our picks for today's aces of the day. And let's start with just a straight-up match, one we have not discussed yet. Arena Sabalenka, a really tricky match for her today. She comes back, bounces back to get a three-set win over someone playing really, really well in Anna Blinkova. Uh, she's going to take on Sinyakova tomorrow. And Sinyakova, a straightforward win. I think it was 2-4 and four today over Ekaterina Alexandrova. She moved the ball really well around the court. And you look right now for Sinyakova. Uh, obviously, she's played some good ball of late for Ekaterina. Uh, you look for her right now. Obviously, the 24-year-old, uh, she has put forward the sort of results you expect for someone who should be entering uh, the prime of her career for her this week. Really tricky three-set match. She could have lost against Bernarda Pera, but she was able to flip the script. Now, she did lose a tough match in Rome after beating Angelique Kerber, but she's looked good of late, and me liking Sabalenka has nothing to be anti-Sinyakova. I just think it's a good matchup for Sabalenka. I think Sinyakova is going to try and do a lot of the same things that Blinkova did today, try and take balls early down the line, try and play power tennis. And simply put, if you're trying to outpower Arena Sabalenka, that's a tough ask from anyone. And I just think I saw a lot of forehand slices from Sinyakova today against Ekaterina Alexandrova, and she was able to get away with it a little more than I think she will against Sabalenka. I think if Sabalenka hits, sees a forehand slice, she's going to hit an approach shot and move forward confidently in a way that Alexandrova just wasn't today. And so I think Sabalenka is going to have a lot of chances in this match. I do think Sinyakova can push her, but I like Sabalenka at minus 167. I think, again, another player who, if she is sneaky good mover, sneaky athlete, the power tennis translates so well for her, doesn't matter the surface. I think at minus 167, we're getting value. I would like to see her win this match again to show that she is absolutely a threat for a deep run into this French Open. Let's put 833 on her, a little less than a unit, so that we can yield a clean 5 
$5 in return. That's ace of the day number one. And again, if you want to take an over there, two and a half sets or in games, I can understand that. I just think Sabalenka in the end is going to come out on top. I think Sinyakova played her best match today against Alexandrova. I think she's going to need to do that and more tomorrow. And I just think Sabalenka got better and better in her match today, but I still think there's another year to go for her. Give me Sabalenka again, minus 167, 833 to yield $5 in return. That's ace number one. Ace number two, I mentioned it earlier. I expect Teichman Svitolina to be a battle. You get over 21 and a half games at plus 100. Now, you get better value if you take the over two and a half sets in that match. It's plus 143, but I legitimately could see could see this being like a 7-5-6-4 or 7-5-7-6 or 6-4-7-6. I just think they're going to be really tight sets. I think they're going to be breaks back and forth. I'm going to go with the over 21 and a half games rather than picking Teichman or picking the over two and a half sets. I think these it's just going to be close points. I don't see a blowout scenario one way or the other. Plus 100 feels like pretty good odds as well. So give me Teichman, Svitolina, plus 100, five to win five in return. Last but not least, and by the way, when I add this after, you know, listing the successes we had yesterday after now trying to do a parlay like I'm about to announce to you now, I'm just, I'm, I'm teasing the gods to just throw me a bad Thursday to throw me off my rhythm to get me off my game heading into the French Open. Nevertheless, let's throw a fun parlay out for all of you listeners because we haven't done one in a while. We're going to get plus 1083 odds, so about 11 to 1 odds on this one. It's some matches I've talked about already, so I'll just go through them quickly. We're going to take Tsitsipas to win, Umber to win, Kaspar Ruud to win, Elena Rybakina to win, and then to get the odds as juicy as they are, we're going to take underdog Ulysses Blanche. We're going down with the ship, plus 1083 odds on those five winners. We're only going to bet $1 to try and win a unit in return, 1083. Now, if it hits tomorrow, we'll say, well, why didn't you bet more? Well, guess what? I'm fine with that. That is worthwhile, and I do think it's a realistic and a fun parlay. So again, Tsitsipas, Umber, Rude, Rabakina, and Blanche, plus 1083, one to win 1083 in return. To recap our aces of the day, we're taking Sabalenka, minus 167 over Sinyakova, 833 to win five. Teichman, Svitolina, 21 and a half games. We'll take the over, plus 105 to win five. And then our funky five-person parlay, Tsitsipas, Umber, Rude, Rybakina, and Blanche, plus 1083, one to win, 1083 in return. Those, of course, are your picks to play along with us. Just go check out our friends at DraftKings. Go to dkng.co slash cracked open to take advantage of their limited time offer. A shout out as always to our super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff for the of an editing job they do day in, day out, making all of our Cracked Rackets content possible for you listeners. And again, rest assured, we've got plenty more of our Cracked Rackets French Open content for all of you. Aces of the day throughout the next two weeks. Of course, we'll be recapping each day's action, as well as the action going on right now, the biggest storylines in the tennis world on our mini break podcast. And you can find all of that content by going to our website, CrackedRackets.com. But with that in mind, for our super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff, our friends at DraftKings, and all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. Hey, great shot, and may the odds be ever in your favor. Talk to you tomorrow, folks. 